7 to 8 p.m. Sport On with Tabiso Musia. Thank you and a very good evening and thanks for joining us on SAFM Spot On. I am Tabiso Musia, Katlako Mudiba and uh, Luyolom Kalipi are producing. Sylvester Komane is our technical producer this evening. We like to talk about the business of sport on a Thursday. Uh, tonight we are putting a call through to the University of Pretoria, that is tax, as part of our focus as to what's happening at schools. The University of Pretoria has a tax high school where some of the country's leading athletes go to school and they will talk to us about uh, this and how do they choose the learners and if parents if, if, if parents do apply to join for their kids to join the high school or not are the learners identified by the scouts which sports do they offer how do they balance sports and academic and acad- academics um, at this tax high school so that's what we're going to find out to, tonight they also have an internationally renowned high performance center the HPC that houses a number of top athletes and has been used by many high profile teams as a camping base so we'll also find out about how the HPC operates but before all of that we will talk cricket with the cricket SACO Mr. Tabang Murwe and we will also catch up we'll also catch up with Veli Lemnyandu SABC senior sports reporter he will give us a lowdown of what transpired at Phil Masinga's funeral which was held today he was laid to rest this afternoon Chipa Masinga and there have been many promises that have been made uh, so Velile will try and break down and help us understand those promises all let's not say promises let's say commitments because people have committed uh, so there have been many commitments that have been made and Velile will help us understand those are commitments that have been made by SAFA by the sports minister. I had a talk today even Mamelodi Sundowns have committed to helping out the Masingas so we will find out from Uvelile Mnyandu and then we've also invited the PSL to explain to us how does the man of the match award work work? How is the man of the match chosen at local football matches because if you are on social media there has been a lot of controversy around this in recent days and it's not the first time it keeps coming up it keeps coming up and even if you watch sometimes i mean there was a game that i was watching um it was pirates and highlands park at the 2-2 draw where masangu had a goal and he assisted but he could not get men of the match and i couldn't believe uh who i couldn't understand who had a better game than him on the night and why he couldn't get men of the match there was also a game recently uh, interestingly involving highlands park also where um Tapelo Morena scored and had an assist, but even then he couldn't get man of the match and Lindogutle Mbata won the man of the match award. So maybe we don't understand the criteria, we don't understand how it works, we don't understand who votes for the man of the match. So we've, invi- we've invited the PSL to clarify for us how this works and hopefully it will put, put an end to all the confusion and all the controversy. And uh, if you did miss our show, a lot of people tweeted me this morning saying that they missed the show last night with the legendary former professional boxer Chris Eubank Sr we have put up the podcast so you can just go to SAFM radio and you will find the podcast on that timeline or you can go to my timeline on Tabiso at Tabiso Musia on Twitter and you'll be able to find the podcast of that interview with Mr. Chris Eubank Senior. For the story behind the action catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7pm So let's start then by going to uh, Velile Mnyandu, SABC senior sports reporter. I understand that he's still in the Northwest. He was covering and attending the funeral of uh, Phil Masinga uh, today. Velile, good evening. Thanks for joining us on SAFM. Uh, good evening, Kaviso, and also to Spot On listeners. Firstly, did uh, Chipa Masinga get a fitting funeral for a man of his stature? Oh, yes. Um, we've got to say, Kaviso, um, the provincial... The, um, 
state funeral. Um, it lived up to to, to the expectations. Uh, it was uh, um, a funeral that was befitting the man, um, not only because it scored the gold that took us to our first World Cup ever, but most importantly um, for the legends, um, the former professional football players. I was saying to Kajangwele, you know, I've always had, and this is something that we've been sharing with most of the people who are here. And, and we've always had that, okay, um, the guys are here in the attendance and accompanying their uh, fellow, fellow teammates and, you know, a friend. But with Shipa, there was something different that we saw. You, you could feel it. Uh, even how the guys uh, were talking about him, that here they were here to say goodbye to their, not only to their friends, uh, not only to their former teammates, but to their leader. Uh, you will understand that uh, this is a man um, who has been the vice president um, of the South African Masters and Legends Football Association, a structure that was battling um, to get recognition uh, in the local football circles. Now, when you have the man uh, who was uh, prominent um, in one of, uh, what would you say, the golden generation of the Honor of Honor, uh, being the only voice that we see and being the face uh, of that organization, as the Buddha Matate, the president said earlier today. So you, you can understand. And, and I can say uh, that I'm proud to, to say today I'm a, not only a Southern football journalist, but a Southern football fan, and I saw what I saw today. Mm. And we saw some of the stories that you were sending to us throughout the day, and one of those that caught my attention was the commitment made by the sports minister, Tokozile Kasa. She made a commitment to the legends, to the former players, about um, coaching courses, and then she made another one about the business of sport. Can you clarify exactly which what commitments she made today? I think, firstly, uh, the one on the coaching courses, and, uh, you know, um, the story that, uh, we were doing earlier today. Uh, I tried to link it uh, because I, I'm not really sure about the context of uh, where she's coming from, but from what I understand and where we should be going. Uh, back in 2012, there was a national sports plan um, which took place in, in the Kalaka estate. And there, they came up with a charter that is the blueprint of African sports today. And that is how that is how uh, the Department of Sport and Recreation uh, currently is running uh, the, the department on everything, including the transformation of and all those things. And part to, to do that is to use the legends, Tabiso, especially when it comes to football, um, to help with the coaching and all these other things, especially uh, in the public schools that uh, are not privileged, like uh, your private schools and uh, your modern schools, uh, where they can employ their own coaches. So the commitment back then was to use these legends, especially when it comes to football, uh, to to train the kids, uh, you know, because of the challenges that they have. So this is something that never kicked off when you, when you, when you look at it. And I'm, I'm happy that a part of this, or also this week, you were dealing with uh, schools football. Yeah. And this could also be one of the indications why this thing never took off. So the minister today, did take ownership of that, that this needs to be revisited. And in fact, uh, the election the structure needs to champion this. But I think on top of that, um, you also know that uh, there's this big meeting uh, on Tuesday uh, that's coming up. You were yeah. 
at the memorial service when the Safa president talk, uh, spoke about it earlier this yes. week. And it seems to be gathering some momentum and listening to some few guys in, in, in the funeral today. In fact, the legends could be meeting even this weekend to prepare for that meeting next Tuesday because the word from the Sa- Samfa uh, president, uh, Mr. Puda Matata, is that this tendency um, of not honoring legends once they are still alive, it stops with the vice president who is sleeping um, just between Clankstop and uh, Stan Fontaine today. So uh, we're hoping that uh, this meeting that will, that will be held next week uh, between Safa and, and the legends and all the other stakeholders uh, will yield some positive results because these guys, uh, there's something... Brian Bolly was mentioning to me um, just this afternoon, after after the funeral, to say, you see, with the legends, it's not only about coaching, and you know, there are guys yet I mean, so who are uh, academically who've done very well for themselves. Mm. There are guys like Eugene Swane, uh, and you can count the number of them. You know, <laughs> they are not just about coaching and all those things. They can play a, pro, a, a meaningful role. Um, even at the office, even on the administrative side. So maybe it's, it's also about to appreciate that there are footballers who can help to turn our football around. Because when you look at it, uh, so our footballer, uh, footballers, especially the ex-professional footballers, they deserve some respect. You know, today I saw a sundown, a, a bus, a translux bus, full of sundowns legends, identifiable in the t-shirts that they were wearing and the jackets that they were wearing. You can, you could tell that these are old sundowns legends and they were here to bury one of their own. Some of them played cheaper at sundown. Some played against cheaper uh, when he, when he was even at Cosm. Some of them didn't even play with cheaper at sundown because he was already overseas. But sundown mm-hmm. could to benefit. Because we also had today that each and every time Chipa was moving, uh, either from United to St. Gallen or from St. Gallen to Tlenatana, Tlenatana to Bari, Sandal was benefiting, getting their percentage. And so was Jomo Cosmos, mm. uh, also getting their percentage. So Chipa Masinga, it is very much possible that was paying for salaries of some Sandal players long after he had left the club. Talking about sundowns, there was also a commitment. There seems to have been a commitment made towards uh, Masinga's, Phil Masinga's children's education. Is that correct? Yeah, but I'm on the way. <laughs> you see, you see, uh, it's just that you know, so in our in our culture, uh, it's also classless when you go on the podium and you talk about that. Uh, yeah, when Tamizo and you've contributed hundred thousand dollars towards so and so, you know. Sometimes you have to go to do these things in a dignified manner. Um, but it's just that I had an issue because sometimes I had released a statement like that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, when you're sending a condolences, just send your condolences mm-hmm. and talk about having provided support and stuff. But don't mention the, thing, the issue of money because you know, sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't sound good, you know. But if the Mutipe, we know. And like, I, like I was just sharing now, uh, how unique the setup is at Sundowns. And how Sundowns, ever since uh, Mr. Musica took over, they respect their legends. In fact, they even respect legends who are not coming from their club, who don't even play for their club. But just because these are people who are celebrated in our football, uh, and from a, a distance they appear to be neglected 
Sundowns takes uh, care of them. And I think it was a statement what I saw from Sundowns today to other clubs that this is how you respect one of one of your own, you know, mm-hmm. and, and how they did it. And I'm sure uh, this issue that you talk about, uh, as much as it currently it might not be something that is uh, definite, uh, sounds like a proposal, but I'm sure uh, based on what Sundowns have been doing, even leading up to today, it's something that uh, they'll revisit and go back. Because remember, um, FIFA, um, Shippa's son, mm. is a footballer. Mm. And he played in the varsity cup. <laughs> so the quality center back. And uh, even when he speaks, you can hear him that uh, the boy was proud of his father. In fact, I've, uh, I had even done an interview with uh, Chipa mm. uh, about this boy. So he's somebody who's also in the footballing circles, and uh, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure there's there's something that is going to be done um, between Sundowns and the family because uh, there seems to be some communication uh, between them. But uh, one thing I can guarantee you, Tabi, so that this is not just any footballer or any footballer for a legend that has been buried here today, and you could tell by the, the, the speeches. And then the commitments, like you are calling it, uh, that something good is about to come out um, for South African football, especially um, for the four professional players. It's just that one would plead that with all the stakeholders, if somebody is showing a good, a good way of doing things, we must support it. Because sometimes uh, people can break their feet in terms of supporting a, a cause like this, you know. Mm-hmm. But what, what, what I can tell you is that uh, the passing of Chiba Masinga and the hearing from some of the guys that I think they could be lighter at the last Well, let's hope so. Let's hope that people will fulfill these commitments that were made. We don't want to be here a year later and calling the sports ministry again and asking them about what they said at the funeral or calling sundowns and asking about what they said at the funeral because we've done it before in previous times and uh, we hope that, like you said, there will be light at the end of the tunnel. And I guess it all starts next Tuesday then at Safa House where all the legends have been invited. I was there. Dr. Danny Jordan called all the former players. He said they must come. They must share ideas on how uh, they can work and assist each other. Verile Mnyandu, thank you very much for uh, joining us on uh, SAFM and have a safe trip uh, back and thank you for covering the funeral of our legend Phil Masinga. So as I mentioned, then the Man of the Match Award is a hot topic amongst local football fans. It's been like that for a while now. It came to the fore once again uh, this week following Sundown's 2-1 win over Highlands Park in uh, Tembisa. A lot of people felt Tapelo Morena should have been Man of the Match. It went to Lindokutle Mbata. Let's speak to the PSL now and we joined by Lukolo September who speaks on behalf of the league just to understand how things work. Lux, good evening and thank you for joining us on SA. Thank you for and Molo to your listeners. I mean, come on, man. There are two big matches, and uh, Net Bank Cup matches happening in your backyard this weekend. I hope you're making a lot of noise. I know you serve a national platform now, but you've got a, you've got a responsibility back home, my brother. Man, I'm sending a full bus to East London to go support Tornado <laughs> FC. That is my team. I've been supporting Tornado since I was three years old. So now you know. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I tell you something? I know we're going to talk. I'm going off topic. You know, Tornado. I actually, in my life, I went on trials at Tornado when you are still owned by Mete Jumba. And yes. I was nearly signed by Tornado. I'm not making it up. It's a true story. This is around 99, 2000. True story, my brother. 
I doubt you were going to get off the bench, though. But, yeah, that's why you were nearly signed, but not signed, Lux. But good luck to Tornado. Are you supporting them this weekend? I support all 32, my brother. Two ah. are down now. So I'm never safety to support. Ah, that's where we end the conversation then. Okay, okay, Lux, let's talk about this con- this this hot topic that is the man of the match. It doesn't seem to go away. Do you think that the criticism and the controversy is justified or does it just depend on which side your bread is buttered here? Look, let me give you context. You know, in my previous life before I went to the league, I went at Kev and at FIFA. At FIFA, they used to have this uh, man of the match voted by the TSG group which was the former coaches, Jarrholia, uh, Kamishapala, Jomoson, and all those other people. And you would see the flood of emails FIFA would get every day after the men of the match. Now, the second thing they did was take the men of the match to the fans online. The following day, I mean, they would have over 3 million votes. The following day, a flood of emails. And, I mean, look, to give you perspective, for example, a monthly we've got the goal of the month, which is voted mm. by the fans. You should see the comments that come after the goal of the month, after the initial goal of the month is announced. What am I getting at? Football is supported by millions of people. You and I, Tadisha, can watch the same game of football with your friends, with your brother, and the four of us will come up with sometimes four different verdicts of the game. That is why they call it the beautiful game, the game of opinion. So no one is right, no one is wrong. Maybe that's the beauty of football. I mean, I, I, I know that even among you journalists, most of the time, you guys argue about the same point. I will make an experiment. I can make an experiment this weekend as a tornado game. I'm going to give 10 guys different sheets to write uh, the men of the match. On Monday, call me and I'll tell you what was the outcome. So at the moment, how does it work? Because there seems to be no clear understanding as, how, as to how the voting works. Can you clarify for us who votes for men of so, the match in domestic football matches? So this is quite simple. You know, the, the, the people who vote for them are the, are the, are the broadcasters, are the analysts, and the, and, uh, the, uh, and, and the commentators. The rationale behind that is quite simple. First of all, most of these people are former, I mean, uh, I, I, let's look at, for example, at who's, who's in that panel. The likes of Mark Nissen, the Dwayne Locker, the Jimmy Taos, Stanley Ferrick, Tiam Konza. So all, most of these people have actually played football, all of them. I mean, in the likes of Martin and others, they've covered football for as long as you and I have been alive. Mm. So all these people, Zanama Sondo. So Zanama Sondo, when I was in my nephews, was communicating about football. He makes the call on man of the match. And people are bound not to agree with him or disagree with him. So the rationale behind giving to the broadcast is that these are the people who are watching the game. 90 minutes of the game, 100%. With the arrival of social media, you know that. I mean, you and I go to media tribunes. How many times do you see people looking at their phones rather than watching the game? Be honest with me. Level with me. However, a commentator is forced to watch the game in an analyst for 90 minutes. Okay, but the PSL also tweets about the game, so that means they also look at their phone and looking at the game. But that's besides the point. No, 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 wait, wait a minute. The PSL never decides. The PSL has got zero votes. No, I'm not talking about men of the match. I'm not talking about men of the match. I'm talking that they tweet during the game, so they also look at their phone and they tweet. Because it seems like now you're lashing out at people that tweet during the game. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You're taking something completely out of context. I'm trying to tell you that the people who are are, are actually choosing the men of the match are the people who are watching the game. There's nothing wrong. Actually, we want more people to tweet. 
we want our football to change. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So I think in a, in a, in a way, I mean, I, I'll make an example to you. The UEFA Champions League. Uh, the Champions League, uh, the, 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 the name of the match is selected by the broadcasters. At CAF, when they get to the tournament, the, 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 the man of the match is selected by the people they call the technical study group, which actually consists of former players and coaches. So the, 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 the formula we use in South Africa is no different to what is being used internationally. I'm saying this not from hearsay. I'm saying this because I was at the Euro working, I was at CAF working, I was at FIFA working. So this is not hearing from my friends from somewhere. So you said broadcasters. When you mean broadcasters, let's be clear. Is it either SABC or Supersport? 100%. So if the, the right holders. Okay. If the game is only on Supersport, it's only Supersport commentators and analysts that vote? 100%. And how many people in that crew? Because you usually have guys on the pitch, you have guys on the field, um, in the commentary box, you have guys in studio. How many people vote at a time? I mean, obviously, you know, you work in broadcast. It depends to how what's the complement of their crew. You know that in some crews, in the, in the case of Supersport, they've got Isuzulu, Isuzu, and English. Sometimes they just have English. So it really depends. I can't say it's five because sometimes it's more than that. It's basically... No, I'm, I, I'm trying to find out... Commentator. I'm trying to find out, is it just the commentators or is it also the on-field presenters and those guys that give analysis on the field? 100%. It also includes those who are at the venue as well. Okay. But, but obviously, obviously, the majority view, the majority view will always be saying what happens if a match is not on TV? There's no man of the match. Ah. 100%. Why? Only in the net rank up. In the, in the net rank up, look, the rush, look, again, uh, you so, know, you, 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 so, I've been to matches where I said you saw whereby uh, you get there, uh, there's not even members of the media, so who's going to choose the man of the match? Now, the, no. the, the simple logistics of a, no, 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 my man, uh, the simple logistics behind the issue of we give one of the matches, the after premiership to the matches that are on television. In the Netbank Cup, for example, the man of the match is also on non-TV matches, whereby generally, actually, I was, I was at a match last night whereby members of the media voted. I should have, if I knew yesterday you were going to ask me this, I should have, because there are about 12 generations in that game, you should have seen that the man of the match <laughs> received, received, received the majority of only three votes. Uh, so that means that the journalists themselves were split. My point to you is this. Even if you can get a million South Africans to vote for a man of the match, you will get a plethora of views. Is it right or wrong? No, it's the beauty of this game. It's a game of opinion. It's a game that actually brings a lot of people different views and diverse views. Right or wrong is not up to us. The PSL, our role is not to vote in any way. We, we have no vote even in the, after, in, the, in the play of the month, in the end of the season. We have zero vote. We just facilitate. I want to go back to you saying that there's no man of the match when a match is on is not on TV. Why is that? Is, is, is man of the match now a gimmick just because the game is on TV? Look, you, you can give it whatever name you prefer to give it. However, uh, I, I'm going to give you the, the, the scenario of this. There are games, and you know this, I know this, whereby you go to a game, there is, uh, you know, there is no member of the media who is there, Who's going to choose the man of the match? There is no, no I don't agree with you. Every no single game, no, 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 I, no. I don't agree with you. I don't agree no, with no, you. Can I explain why? Every single game that I have attended, whether it's on TV or not, there are always journalists at that game. I do not agree with you on that one, and I'm not sure where you get that from. But please help us understand no, no, why no, there's no, no man no, of no, the no. match when the game is not on TV. No, I, I'm not here to agree with you or disagree with you. I'm here to try and explain the process. 
Now, that's up to the viewer, and if the listeners to disagree or agree with me. Okay, just explain to me, why is there no man of the match if an Absa Premiership game is not on TV? Is he gone? Oh, no, I hope I didn't upset him. Uh, we're going to try and get Lukvala September back on the line. Uh, apologies for that. Uh, Ditsejo says this man of the match thing is a shame, Mos. If a match is not televised, there's no award. My value, Yonke Lento. And uh, PF says September is not giving us clear answers. All we want to know is what criteria is used to choose man of the match and why does a losing side get man of the match? Okay. And uh, then somebody else saying that Lux is talking a lot, but he's not getting to the point here. Can we understand exactly uh, the point on the criteria? Somebody says, why can't we have a settled number then of people that choose men of the match? Okay, we're going to try and get Lukolo September back on the line. Okay, Lux is back on the line. Lux, I'm going to ask the same question for the third time. Just explain to us here. We are not fighting with anyone. We want to understand why is men of the match award not given when an APSA premiership game is not on TV? Look, again, the simple issue. The man of the match the absolute is chosen by the broadcasters. They are games. Now, the beauty about our football is that about almost, almost 90% of our games are on television. You know, in, 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 in the absolute premiership, that means that the majority, 90% of our games, I don't know whether we should, uh, you know, are, are on television. I'm sure there's going to come a time whereby 100% of our games are on television. It's a practical situation whereby... If a game is not on television, we don't have the people who are deciding the man of the match. It's as simple as that. But but you've got it's, other it's, journalists it's, it's, at it's, the stadium. My man, my man, my point is this: in the after premiership, the the man of the match is chosen not by journalists, not by journalists, but by the commentators themselves. I, it... I, I, I'm saying let's not conflate issues. The the, the, the issue here, let, let's not conflate issue as whether or not. First of all, to explain the process of choosing one of the match. Mm. And from what I hear, the premise was uh, the qualification of why should these people decide the man of the match. And what I was trying to outline was to bring you up to, uh, was to also bring into context the international aspect of it, you know, of, of saying what we're doing is not foreign. It's not, it's not a foreign thing. Tomorrow you must go to a Champions League match and check, go to the Bundesliga and check who decides the man of the match in the Bundesliga. But you're the same guy that always tells us that we mustn't copy everything that Europe does. Let's stay here at home, Lux. Let's stay here at home. Why is this man of them? Is it is it exclusive to the broadcaster's contract? Is it part of the contract when you sign no, a TV broadcast deal? Absolutely not. It's not. Again, uh, if you were listening to me a few minutes ago, I have explained something to you. The people who are part of that panel, let's look at the, their credentials for a second. Uh, no, no one is questioning. No one is questioning their credentials. No one is questioning Mark Gleason's credentials. No one is questioning Jimmy Tao's credentials. Don't get us wrong. We just want to know why is it only the commentators? Why do you not extend it then to the rest of the media that's in attendance in the press box instead of having just two or three people that decide? I think for this to work, we must give each other a chance to talk. You know, so that I will listen to you and also you do the same. Uh, what I'm saying is this: if 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 there was obvious there is a decision, there was a decision taken, which I fully understand the rationale behind it, that the people who must decide on the men of the match here in South Africa, now, I'm not saying this is a decision you must like or not. It is exactly what it is. The decision, for example, the end of the season awards, the, 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 the PSL awards, rather, everyone, including the members of the media, involved in the judges. Guess what? They are still uh, people who question why this player won, why that player. I'm not sure whether you think you're, uh, if I'm, I have to understand your rationale, 
are you trying to say that if this was including other journalists, the, the decisions will be 100%, no questions, no, no contest? That, that no, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that it could it could help ease the controversy and 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 because there's a lot of controversy around this matter and it's been going on for a year for a while now and you guys are using the same formula and you seem like you're not willing to change. All I'm asking is why do the guys from the Sowetan, why do the guys from the City Press, why do the guys from uh, the Sunday Times not get a chance to be part of the decision to decide men of the match if they are also watching the same game as the commentators? <laughs> that is so. Uh, End of the season award. Do you know how much control the city gets? I think you know because no. Let's, see, can we stick? Can we stick to the matches to the men of the match? That is all. Listen, I, I I I really urge you, my brother. Let's just have a bit of a dialogue. End of the season award. We have journalists from all the publications actually. Every publication in this country. The same because they are judging all the matches. By the way, all 540 matches that are happening in South Africa. These journalists from each and every publication, which is actually represented there. You have been there before yourself. Now, these particular uh, awards, which are decided, they elicit so much controversy in South Africa. Same people. Now, we're using a formula that you are suggesting. You are talking about right now. It produces the same result. So I don't necessarily understand the premise of your argument in that sense that if we use a certain formula, which we actually are using, which is producing the same, not wrong results, same debate. Football is about us, the game of opinion, the game of people arguing. Now, we are using, you know, for all the cup competitions, for example, MTN8, Telcom, Medvedic Cup, the, the judges from the same publications you're talking about, it is producing the same controversy. So please educate me. Where is your premise in this issue? Because we are actually implementing your method. But we're not implementing this when it comes to men of the match. I'm talking about men of the match, and you are going around in circles like PF Sokai is saying on Twitter. Zico Smith saying, says that I'm more confused than I was before. Lux is running around in circles. PF Sokai on Twitter says, can we not talk about the end of season awards and stick to men of the match? Somebody says, why is Lux going around and not getting straight to the point here? Somebody says, why I... Why does it seem like you're not willing to open this criteria to everybody else? And these are not my questions, Lux. These are questions that are coming from the people. Look, if I had to go to my phone again, I'll go back. I, I fully understand what the, 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 the owners of this game, the fans, are saying about this. Not so long ago, the man of the match was actually... In the, in, it, there was a period about the man of the match, including the player of the month, was actually open to everybody else, including members of the media. There was the same controversy. The same controversy. I know this because I was part of it. Now, my point is this. If the debate you were raising was this, if now you revert to whatever method, it will mean there is no debate. I will actually understand where you're coming from. I'm explaining to you point by point, first of all, why are we choosing the people? Why are the people, the commentators, these people who have been in football forever and so on and so forth, choosing them? I've explained that. Secondly, I have explained the rationale behind it, the thinking behind it. I'm not explaining it so that you can agree with me, but I want you to have clarity on it. The third, the third part is, if you are suggesting, if you can come to me with a WhatsApp proof and bulletproof uh, method that you think we should implement, which we haven't implemented, that will produce different results, then I'm open to it, that debate. But if you are going to have a debate whereby you're not allowing need to raise similar situations because the issue of play of the match 
and play of the month, I don't know what's the difference because it's the same game, same football, same people who are choosing it. So I don't necessarily understand why these two are mutually exclusive. They are the same thing. Well, this was not supposed to be a debate, Lux. It was just a fact-finding mission and we were seeking answers and uh, it's, it looks like it's just gone downhill from here. So basically, are you not concerned by the criticism uh, from, from the supporters that they're not happy with the criteria of men of the match? The day the supporters stop talking about our product, I'll be so, so, so worried. I'll be very, very worried. Now that they actually... You, you, I'll make an example to you, a reference decision. You must check Twitter about the same reference 20 people watching the same game. The day the people keep quiet about my game, about our game, about our football, I'll be the most worried man in this country. Okay, Lux, thanks for your time. Thank you for joining us on SAFM. We have to leave look, it there. Look, 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 what, what, what I'm saying. Hashtag Kava. My favorite drama is on. Huh? Kava. Yeah. Tembi just discovered that all the money has been stolen. Now, Sipo is a suspect. Gaga, did you just say hashtag cover? Yeah, as in look, like hashtag cover. How easy, convenient and fast it is to receive your TV license statement and pay electronically. That's great, Gaga, because you will never miss an episode of your favorite drama because you can do it all while sitting on your couch. Hashtag that. <laughs> pay your TV license the simple way. Go to tvlic.co.za. SABC TV licenses. Hashtag made possible by you. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, before we move on, let's just go to a quick voice note that we've received. Okay, let's try let's try that again, the voice note, guys. Okay, it's taking a bit long, uh, but there is so much reaction on social media regarding uh, this uh, a topic. And it's just unfortunate that it had to turn out like that. Uh, but we were really just trying to get facts here and just trying to understand um, how things work. And a lot of people are saying that they're disappointed by the interview, uh, by the responses from Ulukolo September. He wasn't clear. He was going around in circles. He was shouting and... He was just debating when we wanted clarity. Okay, we can't seem to uh, get the voice note at the moment. Uh, let me try and read this tweet. Sheriff says, I understand why there's no men of the match. Uh, these clubs don't get TV channels or TV rights, but the PSL and s- is not run by good people. So men of the match can't be when the match is not broadcast. Who will pay for that? I, th- I guess that's what I was asking. I was asking if the decision to choose men of the match is part of the broadcast deal, because I don't understand why a guy like Nina Wantoko, a guy like a BBK, a Mazola Mulefe that is at the stadium there that's got wealth of knowledge of football cannot vote for men of the match. Why is it left to just two people? Will that not help uh, then uh, th- this controversy that we find ourselves in? Anyway, yeah, no, it's a pity. Uh, we're going to move on. We're still going to speak to Tux and we're still going to speak to Cricket South Africa just to find out uh, to catch up with the CEO, Mr. Tabang Morwe. For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. On Twitter, Lizo Khola says, oh, this was a very disappointing interview. Uh, Casey Silepe says, Lukolo is really doing the PSL a huge disservice on such a simple matter. He made me look back uh, to the days of Altaf Kazi. Zico says, just forget it. Let that man go. Let the interview go. We've let it go. We're moving on. We're going to speak to Cricket SA CEO, Mr. Tabang Mura. Mr. Mura, good evening, sir. Thank you very much for joining us on SAFM. 
Evening, Tabitha. Good evening to your listeners. I know we've been meaning to catch up with you, especially after the Mzansi Super League. And maybe we can start there, Mr. Moro. You've had over a month now to digest all that happened. What's your scorecard? Uh, the scorecard still remains the same, if you can remember. I had said that uh, we will rate ourselves 6 out of 10. And um, the reason why we're rating ourselves 6 out of 10 is because even... We as management of Cricket South Africa, you know, there are a lot of things that we would have loved to do. There are a lot of things that we would have loved to achieve as far as this tournament is concerned that we couldn't purely because of either financial or time constraints. Um, you know, we were, we were literally given the go-ahead to start running this league in September. Mm. You know, so if you look at the time frames, it was almost, it was near impossible for us to achieve what we did. And it's really... A miracle, and I owe it to you know um, the support that I got from my team, uh, our members, uh, those that played their part in supporting us, and really the board of cricket South Africa for believing that we could do it in that short space of time. Mm. Does that mean it's coming back this year? Still committed to it? I'm still 100% committed to it. Uh, that's the message that I will be taking to my members' meeting. Um, so it's for them really to tell me what is it that they were not happy with, what is it that they would like me to improve, and how they would want to see uh, changes, whichever changes it is that they might want to put there. Mm. But for me, really, we've invested so much into it. You know, not only time uh, and, uh, you know, human capital in it, but finances as well. So I think this is something that needs to be given um, time to grow. You know, having, having, having had our first leg of the league already, you know, from a team point of view, um, it, it, it's really rivaling even the international product in the protest in terms of the numbers that we've managed to, to, to attain. You know, um, it's, it's, it's the first uh, T20 competition of its kind in the country. And yes, from a commercial point of view, we didn't make all the money that we would have liked to make in its first year. Not that we're going to make any profits because leagues like this don't make any profits for the first, you know, minimum four years to seven years. They don't make profits at all mm. unless it's an IPL, which is, you know, in a, in a league of its own, you know, pun intended. So for us, really, as Cricket South Africa, we are happy that we've managed to get some money in for this league. And that shows that there is an appetite for something different in the country. And the world is crying for Cricket South Africa display a different product compared to the ones that we've had because the T20 Slam has been around for about I think seven to eight years mm. and in that seven to eight years it's never brought in any money to cricket South Africa so this product in its first year has already brought in so much money and we've managed to build so many commercial partnerships around it it shows that people have been wanting something different our partners have been wanting something different so we just need to invest a bit more time into it, and it will turn into our own IPL, so to speak. Mm. And if it does come back, then where will it leave the T20 Slam? Is there space for everything? Uh, my, my, my humble opinion, you know, as the leadership of uh, the CSA operation, is that uh, we need to uh, cancel the T20 Slam, the CSA T20 Slam, and then focus on improving the Africa T20. Mm-hmm. which has done so well in unearthing, um, you know, uh, talent for us as Cricket South Africa. So rather work on the, on the Africa T20 
as a high performance slash um, you know development program, and then you've got the Mzanti as your commercial project. That's mm-hmm. that's that's what I would prefer. But obviously, as I said, our members are the ones that are in charge in terms of altering and turn, uh, um, our structures as Cricket South Africa. So our members would want to have a say in terms of how they see cricket going forward. But I certainly feel that, you know, the, the, the Africa T20 and the Mzanti are two products that speak to each other in terms of growing cricket, the brand of cricket in the country, going to as many stadiums as we possibly can, and including as much talent as we have in our system. You know, the T20 Slam does not allow us to do that. Mm. You know, the Mzanti is a product that we can grow because it's all new brands, they're all city-based, and teams are based in one stadium. So if you are a fan who's supporting the Cape Town Blitz or supporting the Josie Stars, you know where your home games are going to be, unlike in the T20 Slam, where today the Titans are playing at that stadium. Tomorrow the Rams are at that stadium. So you're not even sure if you should be buying a season ticket because for that season ticket, you're not going to experience all your home games because you might have to travel out of your city to go witness some of the home games. Mm-hmm. So the Mzansi League gives you know, your home-based supporters that affiliation. It brings them closer to the team. They can watch all the home games. They can support their, 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 their squads. They can support their team or whoever it is that they're supporting in the team at all their home games. And it's up to them to choose if they want to travel to the team to go support the team away. Whereas the T20 Slam doesn't give you that. The franchise system, as it stands, does not give you that. So even when you look in the country, you know, you could say because of Wanderers being the biggest stadium, it's the home of the Lions. But when you go to Northwest, the guys in Northwest, they can also claim their stadium is home of Lions. Why not? You know, mm-hmm. the home of Titans. Is it at Northern? Is it at Eastern? Is it in Pumalanga? Is it in Mpopo? Where is it? So with the Zanzibar, you know where the home of the Tswana Spartans is. You know where the homes of the Jolie Stars is and the Power Rocks and so forth. That's what we want to build through this product. So what it does allow us to do but we can always grow by going into a new city, starting a new brand there, and then that team is aligned to that city and we work very closely mm. with that provincial government to build this team. And it becomes something that the team can be proudly, um, that, that they can, you know, proudly own. Okay, Mr. Moore, let's leave it there. We wanted a report card on the MSL T20. We're going to have more conversations uh, going forward because it is cricket season and World Cup here after all. But just thank you for having a few minutes to speak to us about the MSL. Hashtag SAFM Sport On. Let's wrap up the show by finding out how the tax high school works. We've been looking at school sports this week and we thought we should put a call through uh, to tax just to find out about the wonderful work that they are doing at tax. And we joined on the line by Toby Sutcliffe, acting director of tax sport and CEO of the HPC. Uh, good evening, Toby, and thank you for joining us on SAFM. It's my pleasure and thank you very much for having me and good evening to all your listeners. Let's look at the high school, Mr. Sutcliffe. Obviously, it's a sports-focused school. Firstly, which sports are offered at the Tux High School? So, athletics, football, cricket, tennis, swimming are are the main ones. And then we have uh, minor ones in judo and golf as well, too. Uh Aha. And and then I, I would assume that it's from grade 8 to grade 12, is that correct? That is quite correct. And uh, we're very proud once again is that uh, we achieved 100% pass rate in, uh, for the last year. 
for our matrix and a 79% uh, university exemption from the school as well too. And this is from learners who spend a lot of their time away playing international sport for mm. South Africa or away playing for their provinces. So how does it work at the school? Is it a flexible structure where you create a sporting environment that allows the learners to also focus on their academics? That is quite correct. So so basically we, we do the national education um, certificate, uh, which is what most learners at, at, at normal schools do, at all the government schools. The only difference is because our hours are slightly different, because we train in the mornings and we train in the afternoons, the school hours are a little bit shorter, but then we do a lot of catch-up work with the, the students, with the learners as well, too. Uh, and it's also, we believe in the whole mantra that if uh, our teams go away to go and play anywhere and they mm-hmm. come back, it's our job to make sure that we help the learners catch up, not the learners come to us to ask them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a perfect example of that was the Basetsana team that went to the World Cup. Yes. They were away for six to eight weeks. And when they came back, we helped them through the exams and we got a 100% pass rate with those girls as well, too. Well, that's good. Are most of them housed at the high school? That is correct, yes. We have a hostel situation there. Uh, we were very, very fortunate that a gentleman um, through the Athletics Foundation Trust in South Africa uh, donated some money to build the school with hostel accommodation as well, too. So what we do is we tend to go out into the rural areas because we're not trying to take kids away from your normal mainline schools or mainstream schools. We're trying to find the talent out in the rural areas and bring them in to the schools, uh, into our school, and then we basically work with them uh, with their education and their sport. I once read that at the boarding school, there's no... Because I went to boarding school and there used to be this bell that wakes us up every time at five, which was so annoying. <laughs> but apparently at your school, there's no alarm bell. You don't tell them what to eat. They make their own decisions. Why is that? Well, I think if you want to be a top sportsman, sportswoman, you have to have discipline. Uh, discipline in yourself, discipline in your daily life. And, and that's what we try and inculcate into the learners. And um, yes, I mean, they start very, very early in the morning. You, you spot on. Um, but they know that they have to be at gym or they have to be out in the field or in the swimming pool, even in winter. You know, we've got an outdoor pool, which we heat, but it's still at half past five in the morning. The outside temperature is, you know, run about zero, but we still continue swimming. You know, so that's the kind of discipline that the, that the youngsters have. Mm. And how are the learners monitored, Mr. Sadcliffe? Do you automatically go on to the next grade if you pass or do you also weigh that with the sporting progress? No, we basically sit with the, the learners, and if they pass and pass well, well, then we obviously let them go through. If they don't, because they've been away for a long, long time, we would sit with them and their parents and have a chat to them about maybe suggesting that we keep them back a year. Uh, but on, I would say that 99% of them, they, 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 they proceed to the next level, the next, next grade. Talking about parents, can parents apply for their kids to attend the tax high school or do you identify the learners? How does enrollment work? No, parents can apply. Um, so a lot of the other sports um, like football, uh, the golf program, the swimming program, the tennis program, those sports the parents can apply and if they go onto the Tuck Sports High School website, um, they will see there's an area they call applications, and they click on that, and then they can apply for the, the, the kids to come to our school. So, do all do 
for all the learners do you apply or are there certain learners that you identify and you bring into the school there's a balance between the two so they, they i would say that it's almost 40 percent that we identify and we bring to the school mm-hmm. and then there are those that apply and then come to the school through their parents and then you have relationships we had it was interesting into cricket south africa Mm. Um, you know, that's where they have their high-performance uh, training facility as well, too, is with us at Tux. Mm. Um, but if I had to take uh, football, the Basetsana program has been with us for, oh, since Real Adwaba, I think, still had Rio Stars oh. in those days. Wow. And now she's back in as vice president. And, and about, I would say, nearly 60% of the girls that played against Sweden this week came through the Tux Sport High School. Yes, I know Simpiwe Lulu is a product of the tax spot, a successful product of the tax spot. That's high correct. As is Tembi Khatlana, the, uh, the uh, African Football of the Year this year. Great stuff. And let's just touch on the HPC quickly. I mentioned at the top of the show that it's internationally recognized. The likes of Lionel Messi have been there. What is it about the HPS that seems to attract the elite athletes? Even teams that want to come and camp, they go to your HPC. Yeah, I think one of the things is the University of Pretoria boasts some really magnificent facilities. So you're in a secure environment, you're at medium to high altitude, um, you're half an, away, uh, half an hour away from our Tambo International Airport, uh-huh. you're an hour away from the bush, so you can go on a South African bush safari your day off, um, and, and the, the weather is just so good for them to come and train. And we have a lot of international teams that, that come and train with us. And um, it's an indictment really on big business in South Africa that I use the money that I make from the international teams um, to support my young up-and-coming athletes in South Africa. Mm. Um, you know, the likes of the Sox, Zazini, and Jeffrey uh, uh, Atlera, Clarence Munyai, guys like that. Um, they really are supported by the international athletes that come and pay a premium dollar uh, to stay with us, and the money is then used and plowed back into their the um, academic life at the university, the accommodation, the meals, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. And is, is, is the HPC aligned to the high school? Yes, it is. It certainly is. So that's part of the whole program. It is part of the... So the nice thing about the, the whole situation is you have a seamless product. So you basically would come into the high school, which then allows you good entrance into university, or while you're training in the various academies, which are all affiliated with and to the High Performance Center, for all the sports science, medical, um, strength conditioning, all that kind of stuff is attached to that. Okay, Mr. Sutcliffe, thank you very much for joining us on SAFM. Just give us insight into the wonderful work that you do. Hopefully we'll have more of these conversations uh, throughout the year. And keep us updated on what you guys are doing there. Certainly will do, Sam. Thank you very much for having me this evening. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Toby Sutcliffe, Acting Director of Tax Sport and CEO of the HPC there. We've managed to get hold of that voice note that couldn't play after our interview with Lux. Let's get to it quickly. Evening, Tabus and the listeners. Tabus and the listeners. Here in South Africa, we are too mediocre. When someone is from injured and performs a good performance, we give them a man of the match. It's not like something that people deserve. On Wednesday or Tuesday, Pirates were playing Baroque. Panda was defending for his life at the back, but didn't get a get the match, the match, but because Paseka was attacking and his team managed to break that defense, that's why he got the match, the match. That's what I think. Thank you.
Okay, so much reaction here. People are saying that panel that was mentioned, it's usually chiefs and, and pirates legends that work in the commentary box, so they're going to be biased. I'm not saying that it's coming from Twitter. Let's have this con- let's continue this conversation on social media, members. Our time is up. Up next is The Viewpoint with Mr. Ashraf Gada and the big hitter is Higher Education Deputy Minister, Mr. Buti Manamela.